Hi, and welcome to the Onlineification Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host, and in today's episode, I got the chance to ask Anders Estellan a question I wanted to ask for a long time. And it is, what would you prioritize if you were a decision maker at the larger B2B company? As always, their answer is very interesting, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Both of you have the best experience working with with uh, with larger B two B companies, and I want to start and ask you, Stellan, what what are the most common challenges you see these companies face today? Well, I I think it's uh, more or less the same challenge that we've seen for quite a while, um, and I think the top two that comes to mind. Uh, number one is is inertia. So it means that basically too slow in terms of making decisions. Yeah. And the other thing I would mention is approaching most sort of innovation or most, most business development as if it was an IT project. Always starting with the, with the system rather than starting with what it's actually going to achieve. Do you agree, Anders? I always listen with interest when Stellan says things. My, my first two thoughts was that if I pick two, it would be how to become more sustainable while still making money and how to digitize and digitalize to make colleagues become more digital ready and for the business to digitally transform. And sadly, I believe that Stellan is right about his first thing. Yeah. A lot of systems have been bought and a lot of PR has been made regarding both important initiatives. So Stella, you, you mentioned that these are uh, two challenges that, that companies have faced for quite a while now. Is it, is it more important than ever to overcome these or? So if we look at uh, any type of, of curves of uh, change, uh, they all point to the pace increasing. So change is happening faster now than it used to do. And of course, if we just take an evolutionary approach, that means that you also have to increase the pace with which you change or you risk being irrelevant. So, uh, so my answer is yes, it's more important than it has been before. And, uh, and Anders, you mentioned two huge trends right now, sustainability and uh, digitalization. It's also two trends that's, that's been uh, actual for, for quite some years. And um, what do you think will happen with company, companies that will not overcome these transformations that needs to be taking place. We're at, at present, we are at an extraordinary circumstances in, in all companies. But I, I think you, are, you asked the two most common challenges. These yeah. are challenges that, that I believe sadly have been approached as buying systems and doing PR. And by doing PR, I mean, everyone tries to claim that they are more sustainable than they are. 
and they thought that the, the sort of solution of, of uh, digitalizing was to buy systems. I think very few companies uh, will learn something from the ongoing situation and um, take a stance from that they now actually can't have physical customer meetings and so forth. Yeah. But sadly, I, I think that very few companies will do what is needed regarding both matters. Now we have a unique opportunity to actually make decisions on how yeah. to become more digitalized and how to become more sustainable. We have time for that right now. And, and in order to do that, you need to overcome inertia, like you mentioned, Stellan. And uh, during the, um, the years you've been uh, involved in, in the bigger B2B strategies and, and in overall projects, do you have, have you seen any company that has actually uh, overcome inertia and, and how do they do that? A lot has to do with the company culture. So, yeah. uh, and, and you have to hire the right people and then you have to give these people the right mandate. Um, and then the organization will change from within. Um, another approach, of course, is to hire a bunch of, uh, of uh, consultants. Uh, who go in and, and just make all the harsh decisions for you. Uh, then again, it comes down to you actually being bold enough to make those decisions. Uh, I think long term, uh, uh, the most successful approach is to, to hire the people because you, you need them within your organization in order for this not to be a sort of a one off shift. And then in five years, you're back in the same in the same loop again. Yeah. Anders, I know that, that you often uh, help and are involved uh, with our customers uh, when they recruit new talents. And what skills do you think that do you tell our customers to, to look for and um, what, what skills would be important moving forward? I, I would say you need to take a decision before you hire people. Because if, if we say that those people exist, who know how to transform an existing B2B business, then I would say we're talking about a handful globally. And I, I'm not saying this sort of as a contradiction to what Stellan said, but what's the plan for increasing the digital readiness and the digitization among existing employees? I know that it's possible to do, and we need to be aware that the owners and the decision makers in a traditional B2B company might be a bit afraid to get revealed that they don't understand. Yeah. So if, if we take the situation that I'm an owner or decision maker, that if I'm really honest to myself, I have no clue how I should do and what I should do. If I then should be the one to employ others, oy, 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 then I'm in trouble. I think you need to start with small steps, tangible things that you can do in a short time to get confidence. Someone must lead the way. And I am certain that a modern leader leads by example. So if that thesis is right, the owners and the decision makers needs to get started yeah. with themselves, how they act, how they do. And again, a fantastic opportunity 
to start to learn and show that you don't know, but you want to know when you're a decision maker and you're on at these extraordinary times that we live in right now. Do you agree, Estella? Yeah, I agree. The only exception to that would be if I'm, uh, if I'm the owner and the CEO and everybody knows that what I say is law, so to speak, and that, uh, I can just sit back and make the decision and I don't have to change my behavior. I have the right people to do it for me. Um, then, then it could work. Otherwise, Anders is completely right. You have to lead by, uh, by example. Otherwise, nothing will happen. Yeah. And I agree. And uh, sorry for interrupting, Stan. There, there are a few examples. I'm not going to give you any names where companies are in the quarterly economy, meaning they are listed, but the founder is the CEO and owns the main share of the stocks. There we see the tempo, but if you're actually just an administrator being the CEO, perhaps you own a couple of shares, but someone else makes sort of the owner decisions, then it tends to be slow, then it tends to be a bit sort of short thinking, uh, meaning yeah. you think quarter by quarter and you need to show certain results on a yearly level. And it's very, very difficult. Yeah, if you're driven by, by short term results or the compensation structures are, are designed for that. Yeah, and therefore I, I think in, in our role, many times it comes to motivating and proving that you actually can manage change in a much shorter time than you thought just by being decisive and make the right decision first not only delegate if we now focus on digitalization to someone in the management team that becomes the sponsor of an in initiative or a project led by external people yeah i would say my main advice always to decision makers and owners is if it is an improvement when it comes to digitalization, whether it's for the customer experience, the, in, the internal processes or the business model and the offering, if it's sales, it's the global sales manager who's the project manager. He or she cannot be the sponsor. It needs to be a natural part of how they evolve their sales. That's the easiest, advice based on what has happened with digitalization and onlineification the last 20, 25 years. Become the owner and make it as soon as possible a natural part of the way your way of working. Yeah. Do you have anything to add there, Stella? Yeah, I just read uh, yesterday someone um, commenting and saying, you know, it's, it's how come we let the people who took us to where we are now be the sort of experts of telling us how to change going forward. Mm. Um, and I think there is, there is something in that. Um, you, you really have to make an effort and get some shoulder mate in showing the, the direction. Um, and you, when you make a change, it's impossible to know all the outcomes beforehand. And that's often the, the status quo with these uh, 
these decisions that it's like, yes, we're going to innovate. Yes, we're going to make this new approach. Uh, yes, we're going to throw these things out that we did before. And now, please, before we do that, can you tell me what this new approach will give us? And the answer is, of course, we don't know. That's the whole idea. And Jeff Bezos is, is, is sort of known to be saying that if you have to bet the company, you... so uh, Amazon is constantly making small bets in order not have to to bet the whole company at some point. And I think that's what many companies need to be much better at, make small bets all the time. Some of them will fail, some of them will be hugely successful. Anders, uh, what, if you were a decision maker at a larger B2B company, what would your prioritization be? If, if the owners told me, uh, or us in the, executive management team that that we need to digitalize or or um, digitally transform our business i i would start with um, three decisions to fully agree on why to appoint a directly responsible individual for the why and to make an agreement that online and digital shall be a core part of our daily work if I have those three decisions in place and everyone agrees, we have a better platform to work from than any B2B company ever had. Agree. And secondly, I would be long before I start talking about what we should do, I, I would define the short and long-term growth areas, where is it relevant? I would divide everything in three main things. This is for the customer experience. This, these is, this is our processes, and this is the business model and the offering. Then I should specify very firmly to, to or sort of who should buy this and how is it to be them? And then I should try to focus on CPIs rather than mm. KPIs. I don't know what you say about that, Stellan. Yeah, it's super important. Uh, completely agree. And I mean, then perhaps you have three, three four more decisions, but before yeah. you agree upon this, that this is what sort of digitalizing the company is about then i then i wouldn't spend a dime on anything before i agree on this with executive management and the owners yeah there's a, there's a big risk of ha having a huge sunk cost if you don't start from the right angle you won't realize it immediately but you'll realize it after a couple of years you've invested a lot and you you've gotten nowhere and and then maybe sort of besides though those decisions there needs to be a couple of plans based on those decisions. And I, I actually like to divide them in digital readiness, digitization, um, and digitalization, and make sure that we also agree upon the meanings of those three different expressions, if the goal is to digital it well. So that's why, and happy to hear that Stellan agrees, we must start by fully agreeing on why. That's yeah. it. If you don't agree on that, stop digitalizing. Well, 
Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you found it interesting. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Spotify, SoundCloud or on Zuma.se. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.